The Tom Sumner Program. Old fashioned radio for a new generation. Oh, it's always a pleasure to be with you, Tom. You know that. Yay, Tom! I love it in Flint! You're very astute, Tom. Not an easy question. I'll debate Andy Dillon on your show. Well, uh, that's a very good question. Uh, Hello, darling. This is Elvira, Mistress of the Dark, with Tom Sumner. I'm all right, Tom. How are you? You lucky team, Mr. Sumner. Ciao, Tom. How are you today? That's a good question. <laughs> Hi, this is actor, comedian Jonah Pody, and you're listening to the Tom Snyder, uh, Tom Smothers. Uh, I mean, I'm sorry, what's his name? Oh, Sumner. The Tom Sumner Program. Good morning, Tom. How are you doing? Hey, at least I got the Tom part right. The Tom Sumner Program. Old-fashioned radio for a new generation. Our fellow Americans. Right now, the COVID-19 vaccines are available to millions of Americans. And soon, they will be available to everyone. The science is clear. These vaccines will protect you and those you love from this dangerous and deadly disease. They could save your life. So we urge you to get vaccinated when it's available to you. That's the first step to ending the pandemic and moving our country forward. It's up to you. The Tom Sumner Program plays host to the best political roundtable on radio every Wednesday from 10 a.m. to noon. Armchair Politics features great commentary and analysis about the headlines from local, state, and national politics with an alumni of world-class pundits, plus quotes, tweets, and those weird and wacky stories we call The X-Files. If it's Wednesday, catch Armchair Politics on the Tom Sumner Program. This is Mayor Sheldon Neely, and you're listening to the Tom Sumner Show. I'm Agent Mobius, by the way. I got no nerve, I can't stick up for myself or any. What else? I'm nothing, I'm not a
Welcome back, everybody, as we kick off the weekend uh, early and roll into the third half of our three-hour tour known as the Tom Sumner Program. That was music from uh, musician and artist Brett Newski, who joins me now by phone. Hey, Brett, welcome to the show. Hey, Tom, how's morale? (laughs) Pretty good. Cool, man. Thanks for hosting me. Well, one of the reasons... uh, I wanted to play that song, but also uh, have Brett join us today was to uh, talk about a new book that he um, has written called It's Hard to Be a Person, Defeating Anxiety, Surviving the World, and Having More Fun. Um, Brett, is this the first time you've written a book? I know you you doodle and, and you are an artist, but uh, is this the first time you've done a book? Yeah, first book, uh, man, what a nightmare, but uh, it's, uh, it's good to have it done, it's, uh, it's, I think it's the neatest thing I've ever, I've ever made so far, you know, I've, I've made a living as a musician, a touring musician for the past 10 years, so this was, uh, it was a good challenge to kind of, uh, to kind of get, get my own uh, butt whoops a bit by a creative project. And what does the song that we just heard have to do with the book? Well, so, yeah, the book, uh, you know, it's called It's Hard to Be a Person, Defeating Anxiety, Surviving the World, and Having More Fun, and I don't know, I'm just kind of an anxious wreck, you know, and uh, I've, I've, I've struggled with anxiety for my whole life, and only in the recent, like, you know, six, seven years have I kind of discovered what it is, and, like, started working on it, and, uh, you know, utilizing it more, and using anxiety to, uh, to creative projects and, and feel better in my own brain and just and just stay motivated so i think you know people have this uh this societal assumption that anxiety is all terrible and it's uh, it's really not you know it's, it's there for a reason and uh, it kind of keeps us uh, keeps us on our toes keeps us uh, moving and creating and, and staying alive on like a very basic level you know that uh, that fight or fight or flight so uh, the song is uh, yeah the song is just kind of about growing up and just being a person who spent way too much time in my own head and, and trying to figure it all out. <laughs> um, Brett, did you do all the illustrations for the book? Yes. Because the cover looks really cool. There's a picture of you and the book uh, showing the cover on my Facebook page promoting the show today. And um, and, and I, I just couldn't help thinking, wow, this is really cool, but... Who do you imagine the audience is? Because at first glance, it looks like it might be a kid's book. 
Right. I think the the jokes are a bit too edgy for uh, for kids. I mean, it's definitely not a kids book, but you know, some of the jokes do kind of are callbacks to like going through uh, middle school and high school. You know, which is which I kind of felt to be a little bit of a of a concrete prison. You know, so there. Uh, yeah, there's jokes. It's an adult book, but uh, you know, anyone who went through middle or high school, especially in the United States, I think can relate to a lot of the the humor in it and uh yeah i just wanted to make something that was um useful to people to hopefully you know help get out of your own head for, for at least a little while now we opened up with the song varsity but there's um I- am i correct that there's like a companion cd to the book with eight tracks yeah there's like a little soundtrack to it um basically i was uh I was going through my parents' basement a year or two ago, and I found all these old lyrical scrap notebooks from when I was in high school. And I looked at it, and I was like, wow, you know, some of this is total garbage, but uh, some of it's pretty good. I wrote some of these, these lyrics when I was like 15, 16, 17, 18, and I ended up using them as kind of like fire starter for, to revamp new songs, and that was kind of the, the basis of it. So it's a lot of like coming-of-age songs, and, uh, you know, there's a little bit of a, of a angsty kind of 90s alternative uh, vibe channeling through it and a little bit of a like folk punk here and there so yeah i felt just the songs fit well with the book and it's cool it's 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 i hope i hope you like the songs but no pressure you know well does the cd come with the book or or is the cd ordered separately uh it's like a package <laughs> thing but yeah so you can oh, do whatever cool. you want if you don't if you're not big on the, the, the tunes or you're not a, a big uh, rock rock alternative person, you know, you can just do the book. Or you can take the CD and uh, light it on fire or throw it at zombies in a zombie apocalypse, you know, whatever you want. <laughs> but uh, it's no pressure. It's, uh, it's certainly not for everybody, but uh, I don't know. I'm actually, I'm pretty stoked. Like, we sold out of books within the first five weeks of release date, and I think... Uh, I never would have thought selling books is like easier than music. You know what I mean? I guess music <laughs> is just way more niche. Well, you say you said something uh, a couple of minutes ago, Brett, that I'm sure uh, a lot of the people listen to my show on Fridays because we try to talk with uh, um, songwriters and and uh, entertainment related people to to start the weekend off early. Um, you said you make a living as a musician. It sounded almost like an oxymoron for a lot of the people I know <laughs> that play music. Oh, sure. Yeah, I mean, I've been at it for uh, coming up on 10 years now, so it's all, it was always something I really wanted to do. I mean, when I first started, uh, you know, I lived in Vietnam for two years, and I, when I moved back, I, I just basically got in my car and just started driving around America playing crappy gigs and punk squats and basements <laughs> and uh, rooftops for, for 50 bucks a night and it, uh, it slowly got a bit better each year and now we're you know now we're a full functioning uh, rock band making a living at it uh, touring uh, around the, uh, the US and, and Europe and we've been to South Africa five or six times so oh good for yeah, you where, where are you but it's a dream where are you based Brett I'm based in Beer City, Milwaukee, Wisconsin, home of uh, Wayne's World, uh, Beer Cheese, Jeffrey Dahmer. I mean, we are the we're the drunkest state in uh, in America right now, but we're also a very uh, friendly, uh, non pretentious, blue collar. It's a great state. Well, uh, you know, I'm uh, 
based in in Flint, Michigan, and I've spent some time in Milwaukee, so I'm uh, hell yeah, I'm kind of a fan. Actually. Yeah, thanks. I mean, I'm, I love may Michigan have played well. there. I may have even played there at one time or another years ago. Are you a tour? Touring rock and roller? I, well, I, I I wouldn't say touring rock and roller. I, I was on the road as a musician. I played drums and uh, some of those uh, those great clubs that you've played, probably. Yep, same circuit. Um, in fact, I remember, uh, was it uh, um, Billy Joel was asked a question at some kind of college town hall thing about how he developed his voice and he said uh basically singing in bar bands in the midwest <laughs> yeah man billy joel's the man you know he's not uh, he doesn't get the, the scene cred as being like a cool band but that's something i really relate to as not being a cool band you know what i mean hey brett um I, I want to ask, I, I want to try and squeeze some more music in. We're going to be going to break here in a couple of minutes. But when we come back, I want to, I want to play another, uh, another song. Um, is, is there a song that you think I should play coming out of the break? Yeah, maybe try, um, try, how about the song? The first song is called I Should Have Listened to Ferris Bueller, and it uh, features one of my musical heroes, Stephen Page from Bare Naked Ladies. He sings on it, so... That might be a good one. And we're actually in Flint, uh, not this weekend, but I think next weekend, August 20th, Friday, I believe. Oh, really? Where are you going to be? Uh, Blackstone Smokehouse. Oh, excellent. Excellent. Hell of a venue. Yeah. And uh, I know right where that is. <laughs> Been there many times. Um, what made you... Was it just finding those lyrics that made you decide to put this recording together, or did you intentionally want to have um, a new CD out with the book? Well, I just think, like, you know, the book is, is very, you know, raw. Um, I'd like to think it's pretty vulnerable. You know, it's, it's uh, I'm, uh, I'm not, like, a great illustrator but i think it like my my drawings haven't really evolved much since fifth grade and i think that like works for some reason and musically i mean i wanted to make a make a batch of songs that was a bit more raw you know we're on our like fourth record now and i think as bands go on they try to make more polished more layered records in general and i kind of wanted to go in reverse i wanted to like strip it down and you know um have it be a bit more emotional it's got like a little bit of violent thumbs influence in there and like some old school like um power pop and and green day and some of that pop punk stuff i grew up on so um yeah it's just it's just raw raw recordings i think as music and technology becomes more advanced you know and anyone can make an album on their computer that just sounds perfect and polished and incredible now so i, I there's something about like a record sounding like it's more made by vulnerable humans you know well brett i uh, i have to take a short break but can you stick around for a little bit and we'll talk some more sure and we'll have course, so, we'll have some more music from uh, musician and artist brett newski after we let our broadcast partners squeeze a few words in or do whatever they do when we go to break if you're streaming us we have some messages as well so don't touch that dial don't click that mouse more of the tom sumner program is straight ahead Hello, darling. This is Elvira, Mistress of the Dark, with Tom Sumner. 
I'm Julie Lopez with Crime Stoppers. Have you ever wondered what to do if you have information about a crime or the whereabouts of a felony fugitive and you want the police to know but you need to remain anonymous? Well, here's what you can do. You can go to p3tips.com or download the mobile app. You can go to Crime Stoppers of Flint and Genesee County's Facebook page and click on the Leave an Anonymous Tip tab, or you can call 1-800-422-JAIL. All methods are anonymous, and if your help leads to a felony arrest, you may be eligible for a cash reward. Remember, your voice matters. The Centers for Disease Control and Prevention is working to help keep you and your community safe from the threat of novel or new coronavirus. If you have traveled to a country with a widespread outbreak of COVID-19, CDC recommends you stay home and check your health for 14 days after returning to the United States. Take your temperature with a thermometer two times a day. Watch for symptoms like fever, cough, and trouble breathing. And if you feel sick or have symptoms, call ahead before you go to a doctor's office or emergency room. Tell the doctor about your recent travel and your symptoms, and avoid contact with others. For more information, visit cdc.gov. Hey, this is Tom from the Tom Sumner Program. Catch me and a gaggle of great guests weekdays on Our Voices Radio, WFOVLP 92.1 FM. You never know who might drop by. Joe Biden from the Blue Hawaiian. Dan Serling. Congressman Dan Kildee. Alexander Zondrick. Actor, comedian Joe Napote. Woodrow Stanley. U.S. Senator Debbie Stabenow. State Senator Jim Annan. Comedian Brian McCree. The unknown comic. Mark Farner. And Tom, I want you to know Tom's my friend. You, you've always got great questions, and you know the material, and you, and you care about it, and it's, uh, it's that's impressive. Nice to be with you, Tom. And I admire you for reading all of that. I haven't read the whole thing. I've got willing to admit that. <laughs> hey, Tom, this is my favorite interview all It's like having coffee at the kitchen table with you. Tune in Monday through Friday from 9 to 12 right here on 92.1 of a Kind. And check out our website at TomSumnerProgram.com. Yo, speaking. Oh, dear. Honey, our car warranty is expiring again. So soon? It just expired last week. You don't even own a car! Not now, Dana. Your father's on the phone. Hey! Mom and Dad, you're being scammed! It's a robocall! Scammers are using new technology and clever tactics to make more and more calls that look legitimate, but are hard to trace. They can make it look like they're calling from any number, even from numbers of people you know. My robocall crackdown team is working with state and federal partners to stop the robocalls for good, but I need your guys' help. Don't trust your caller ID. Verify you're really talking to the person whose number appears when your phone rings. And if you accidentally answer a robocall, hang up right away. Engaging in conversation will only lead to more calls. Use a call blocking app on your cell phone that stops robocalls before they interrupt your day. And if you do get a robocall, File a complaint with my office online at mi.gov slash robocalls. And mom, dad, please do not give your information out to these scammers over the phone. They're just trying to trick you. Well, at least they call. No, I get it. You're busy. But you know, Janine's daughter is a doctor. She calls every week. A doctor. I'm Michigan Attorney General Dana Nessel. Visit mi.gov slash agcomplaints for your connection to consumer protection.
Hello, this is State Senator Jim Ananick, and you're listening to the Tom Sumner Program. Welcome back, everybody. <laughs> that was more music from uh, Brett Newski, my guest. He is a uh, musician and artist with a new book uh, about uh, breaking the stigma of mental illness. It's uh, it's called, let me see where I put the title. There it is. It's Hard to Be a Person, Defeating Anxiety, Surviving the World, and Having More Fun. And we're having fun with Brett Newski by phone. Brett, uh, welcome back. Thanks for sticking around. Sorry to make you sit through all that. Oh, no, it's uh, it's always uh, good to listen to my own records right in my ear. That's fun. <laughs> I bet. Um, what came first for you, Brett? Uh, 
music or art? Yeah, well, definitely music. You know, I was just kind of like a weird little kid. Uh, um, I would just go to the music store when I was like 13 because I didn't own a guitar. And then I would just like post up in the shop for hours and just like learn how to play songs, which I think the guys at the shop were like probably a little irritated with me, especially like in the early days when I just could, couldn't play at all. Um, and then I got a job at McDonald's so I could buy a guitar. Pretty, pretty good times. Well, that's probably uh, one of the better things that came out of having a job at McDonald's, I would think. Well, you know, I mean, yeah, the fries weren't even free, which was, uh, you know, it was still like <laughs> that's hard 60, to believe. Sixty percent off or something. Uh, I once stole a fillet of fish from McDonald's just because uh, I don't know why I did that, but I tried to steal an ice cream cone in my pocket, and that didn't work so well. Yeah, yeah, fish holds up a little better. So, Brett, the um, the book, it's, um, how would you describe it? Is it, um, there are lots of images in it that you drew and, and some observations that you make. Are they, are they random or is it sequential? Is there a narrative to it? Well, yeah, I mean, um, so I guess just like I wanted to, to, to tackle the mental health topic with, with humor, because I feel like it's a pretty, it can be a little bit of a serious subject, like a taboo subject, but humor is something that's always really worked for me to, like, um, uh, demobilize kind of the, the demons in my in my brain, so to speak. So, I, you know, I've been, I've gone through some pretty dark wobbles and uh, just really circular thinking and panic attack kind of stuff, and, you know, I still deal with a lot of that stuff, but um, as I've kind of, like, you know, as the years go on, you, you figure out all these little hacks and, and, and strategies to kind of tackle certain situations, and so I wanted each page to be, like, pretty specific to, like, a certain, maybe, anxiety or de depression or, um, like, I don't know, like, what to do if someone doesn't reply to your email and you're worried that they hate you or whatever, like, uh, you know, ways to relieve stress, uh, cool uh, rules for joining conversations, depending on uh, where you are and how many people are standing in a circle. So, I don't know, I kind of was just like, it took like four years to put all this stuff together. So, um, yeah, I'm, I'm pretty pumped about it because, you know, music is fun and music is something that, like, I make records for myself and make songs I want to make. But, but the book was like something I made for other people, which uh, I think is why it was so hard to, uh, to finish because it was just like a, a brutal process and um, but at the end of the day I you know I think it will be hopefully more useful than uh, than the records have been when you were putting the book together which came first the words or the pictures well I would like sit in coffee shops and just kind of like try to think of things that pissed me off or gave me anxiety or things I got sad about or things I got paranoid about and I would kind of make lists of those, and then I would kind of try to write jokes around each uh, individual phobia, so to speak. And uh, so after I had the idea down, then I would I would sketch it out, color it in in Sharpie, and then I would scan it and drop it in my computer and do all, like, the Adobe Photoshop and color it and all that kind of fun stuff. So, um, yeah, that was, that was kind of the process of it. Well, in addition to traveling uh, around playing music, and, and again, you're going to be at uh, Blackstone's in Flint on the 20th. Um, 
and and now with the with the book out. Tell me about the podcast. Yeah, so the podcast is called Dirt from the Road, and um, you know it's, it's we've been on the road a long time, and you know we've played sixteen hundred shows or whatever. So like, just weird stuff happens to be on the road. Like you play weird venues. Like we played an old abandoned rubber factory in Norway, or like a bakery on like an iceberg and. Uh, in Sweden, and it's just like, you know, we got blackmailed once in Germany, uh, food poisoning in South Africa, and puked all over our shoes and had to ride the public transit for a whole tour, and uh, it's just like this weird, weird, weird things happen to you on the road, and we wanted to document them, um, and then the podcast kind of evolved from there, and we started talking about mental health in there too, and Basically, it was a great excuse to meet all my musical heroes, talk to them, and then talk to them about stuff other than music, because they've all done the same interview a million times over by now. So, Who, who, are, some, who are some of your favorites that you got uh, to talk to about things other than music? Yeah, sure. Well, who's been on there? Um, Stealth from the Lumineers was on there, uh, Dashboard Confessional. All American Rejects. Uh, Guster was a was a great episode. Um, Brian Vanderek from the Verve Pipe, who's a Michigan guy, he was hilarious. That was one of my favorite episodes. <laughs> um, yeah, Stephen Page from Bare Naked Ladies was on there. Flint, Michigan's own uh, Jeremy Quinton from Small Houses, he was on there. We did a podcast together in Mexico City. Oh, wow. We happened to uh, to be there at the same time, and he's a Flint guy. So, yeah, I mean. Uh, it's kind of wild how, how much fun it is. I didn't know if I'd actually like it, but, uh, you know, a year and a half in, we're, we're still doing it, so I'm going to keep plowing. How long has the book been out? And, again, the, the title of the uh, book is It's Hard to Be a Person. How long has that been out? June 22nd it came out, and, yeah, so just been kind of uh, peddling the book and touring on the book where we can, and uh, it's a it's a it's an exciting time in the world, you know, coming out of the pando and uh, seeing the world be a little bit more alive. So, you know, just got to keep trucking. What else can you do but keep going? How, how did you survive the, the sheltering at home and the, the pandemic? Well, I was very lucky because, uh, I mean, I own my own house and, and be financially um, I started a Patreon page maybe like two and a half years ago, which is kind of a new arts and culture movement where people can ship in like five or ten dollars a month to like um, independent creators, you know, which is right. huge as, as music has become free. And it just um, a lot of people would argue it's just tougher to make money in the music than before. So the Patreon thing, I mean, that that kind of covered my basic rent and like groceries and stuff. So that really kept me alive and, uh, you know, huge ups to everyone who's who's jumped on the Patreon page because that's really saved me through the pando. Um, but, were, you you know, able, we to, were you able but, to be productive, Brett? Oh, man, for sure. I mean, I was just like a, I was just a weird little creative bunker guy making songs in my house, and that was very <laughs> rewarding. You know, I'm a, I'm a natural um, introvert anyway, so being introverted, I think that was kind of the year of the introvert, you know, to, to kind of... Uh, there was that, you didn't have to worry about the FOMO. No one else is doing anything. You, you know, your friends are all, and peers are all on the same level as you. We're all kind of in the same boat. So uh, I think FOMO is a real, a real demon, the fear of missing out, you know? Right, right. 
and and that's what I noticed because I I had my studio at home, so I was basically doing what I was going to be doing anyway. But I missed getting out and and seeing people. Yep, I I get that too. You know, uh, friend, friendship is definitely the, the best therapy, and it's free. So, you know, that goes like um, I don't know about you, but anytime I have like a hangout planned. A lot of times, like, I, like, just want to cancel it at the last minute. Like, oh, it's easier to stay inside. The couch is nice. And uh, I always feel better after a hang, you know, no matter what. So, well, got to get out the door. Let me ask this. You said a little while ago, Brett, that uh, um, the, the book was kind of a surprising experience for you, that it was it was being received well and selling well. And... Uh, you were you were surprised by that. Has it given you the bug? Are there going to be uh, more Brett Newski books uh, on the horizon? <laughs> Definitely not for many years. Um, <laughs> I, even like the day the day after the book came out, like, and I'm like doing all the press and doing the radio things. Like, I've had I had a few people even they're like, "Oh, the book's cool. When's the next book coming out?" I'm like, "It came out yesterday." <laughs> You're killing me. So. Uh, I don't know. We're on. We're definitely on this uh, infinite production, psychotic, uh, instant gratification, do too much stuff all at once culture. And I'm trying to get away from that. I'm trying to like make one thing that's cool every other year. Try to show it to people, and then just actually do some leisure and enjoy life. Because I've, I, you know, I've been a workaholic for uh, too many years, and uh, it never, never did me too much good in my brain. Well, Brett, um, speaking of that, uh, again, the book is uh, is called um, It's Hard to Be a Person. Is the CD uh, named the same? Yep, it's called It's Hard to Be a Person, soundtrack to the book. I think Amazon is bone dry at the moment, but there's still some copies through my website. We have like I think we have like 15 copies left until the until the repress comes in in like 10 days, so don't buy it through Bezos. <laughs> um, well, speaking speaking of your website, where can people get information about you, the book, the CD, your work, past, present, and future, the the podcast, etc.? Is sure. is your website the best uh, source for that? I think that's the move because everything's on. Uh, that's kind of the mothership. It's just brettnewski dot com in Polish, so b r e t t n e w s k i dot com. And I guess um, I'd like to close this segment with uh, another piece of music. Is there is there something you might uh, suggest? Yeah, maybe uh, maybe the second track on the album is called Lillian Road. It's just kind of a it's kind of a song about uh, being pathetically and hopelessly in love for the first time, and just knowing you have no chance whatsoever. So maybe I think everyone can. Uh, and time travel back to that uh, in in the youth years. So check check maybe check that one. Just just pulling. Did it I lose here. you? No nope. I'm here. Oh. I was just uh... okay. The garbage man's driving by, so hopefully you can still hear. There's a giant airplane and a garbage man. There, I, I, I got it queued up, so we've, we've still got a few minutes, so we can, uh, you know, you can give us the blow-by-blow where blow the garbage guys going by. Mine came by earlier this morning, so. 
cool. all caught up with that. So when do you? Um, how do you how do you manage your time when you're when you're traveling, playing music, and and how do you even find time to to be here and talk with me? Well, we've got, we've got a new tour manager, Rucker, aka the janitor. He's pretty incredible. He was at, he guest starred as the janitor in our varsity music video. Um, so he's been a big help. Just kind of you know, I've always sucked at delegating, you know, and I've got such a good team and good musicians around me. I'm just kind of trying to get better at, uh, you know, just having trust in everybody else and not trying to do too much and, uh, you know, distributing the basketball efficiently if we're going to talk about sports analogies. Who are the uh, other musicians that we hear on uh, on these tracks? So we got Steve Veras is the drummer. He's like a, he's got above average bicep size. He's a handsome fella. And then we got um, Spatola, who's my longtime collaborator. He engineered the song, played the bass, and he's um, he's actually the largest independent distributor of camels in the Midwest when he's not rocking. He's an interesting fellow. Where do you distribute camels? Well, I think it's kind of a semi-underground thing because you just don't see camels too often. You have to have like a lot of facilities. A lot of food. You got to have tall ceilings, obviously. So um, yeah, maybe maybe you should have a camel episode with him on because he knows all that stuff. But yeah. uh, those things are full on dinosaurs. It's pretty wild to see them in the Midwest. Yeah, I would think. I mean, it's it's weird to see the comeback of buffaloes, but uh, camels is not something we typically think of uh, when we think of American uh, Midwest. Yeah, love or a West. buffalo. Anyway, buffaloes in Michigan. Uh, oh yeah. Oh cool. Yeah, there are some uh, buffalo farms. I haven't seen any camels yet, but I'll I'll be on the lookout. Keep and, an eye out, Spatola. Yeah, exactly. I I'll have to, uh, you know, figure out some kind of a clever spit guard or something. But anyway, <laughs> uh, <laughs> Brett, it's it's really nice talking with you, and and the book is 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 both funny and profound at the same time it's it it really is kind of a nice thing to share your observations and the doodles are fun and and the music is fun and i appreciate you spending this time with me and the listeners today thanks tom you're a sweet dude you're a real pro and um it's a good time i really appreciate the kind words well, we're going to end with uh, more music from uh, Brett Newski. And don't forget, you can see him live in Flint on the 20th at Blackstones. Brett, uh, have a great show. Break a leg and all that stuff. All right, Tom. See you next Friday. Let's, uh, let's catch a coffee or a beer or something. <laughs> all right. Take care. All right, brother. Bye. Bye. That was uh, Brett Newski. He is a musician and artist. His... Uh, New book is It's Hard to Be a Person, Defeating Anxiety, Surviving the World, and Having More Fun. And it's accompanied by a soundtrack under the same name, It's Hard to Be a Person, the soundtrack. And uh, here's, here's another song from, uh, from Brett to wrap up this, uh, this segment um, that's, uh, that's from that soundtrack.
Our lives have been turned upside down by COVID-19. When a vaccine becomes available, it's critical that all of us get it. What we do as individuals will impact everyone's health, including those who can't get the vaccine. We won't get through this unless everyone takes part. Now is the time to get up to date on all recommended vaccines for both kids and adults. Experts say it's more important than ever for everyone to get their flu vaccine this year. And if you're older, you should get both the flu and pneumonia vaccines, since both illnesses can make COVID-19 even worse. Vaccines are available at a lot of convenient places, so be an example for friends and loved ones and encourage them to get vaccinated too. We all want to reunite, travel, and get back to school and work. But that means we all need to get on board. This is the time to do what's right for each other. Get vaccinated. It's our best shot. Hey, this is Tom from the Tom Sumner Program. Catch me and a gaggle of great guests weekdays on Our Voices Radio, WFOVLP 92.1 FM. You never know who might drop by. Joe By from the Blue Hawaiians. Dan Serling. Congressman Dan Kildee. Alexander Zondrick. Actor, comedian Joe Napote. Woodrow Stanley. U.S. Senator Debbie Stabenow. State Senator Jim Ananick. Comedian Brian McCree. The unknown comic. Mark Farner. And Tom, I want you to know Tom's my friend. You are, you've always got great questions, and you know the material, and you, and you care about it, and it's, uh, it's that's impressive. Nice to be with you, Tom. And I admire you for reading all of that. I haven't read the whole thing. I'm willing to admit that. <laughs> hey, Tom, this is my favorite interview all always. It's like having coffee at the kitchen table with you. Tune in Monday through Friday from 9 to 12 right here on 92.1 of a kind and check out our website at TomSumnerProgram.com East Village Magazine is the monthly neighborhood magazine read all over Flint. With support from grants, donations, and advertisers, East Village Magazine's talented local writers give you an in-depth look at local news, issues, and people that make Flint, Flint. Copies of East Village Magazine are available at many of your favorite shops and restaurants around Flint or online at eastvillagemagazine.org. East Village Magazine, community-focused and community-supported. Discoveries. They happen when we least expect them in places we thought we knew. And discoveries have a way of teaching us a little more about ourselves along the way. Welcome to Flint and Genesee County. Where up north meets down south. Home to Michigan's largest county park system and a vibrant culture. A place filled with discoveries we've yet to make. Throughout acres of beautiful lakes, wetlands, and woods. And in the diverse city beyond. Where the uplifting melodies of gospel choirs fill the air. Where the work of renowned artists color the galleries and museums. Where the fresh fruits and vegetables at the downtown farmer's market awaken our senses and where the cultural center and planetarium broaden our view of the world. Let's spend a few days enjoying the wonders of Flint and Genesee County, where the joy of discovery is pure Michigan. Your trip begins at michigan.org. MTA Flint is nationally recognized for continually seeking to provide sustainable, reliable, and cost-efficient transportation for individuals throughout the region. Through work-related and non-emergency medical transportation and your ride services, MTA is moving people with future and alternative fuel technologies. More information about MTA Flint and specialized services is available at mtaflint.org. 
the uneasy feeling Rod Serling is behind one of those doors. Rod Serling. Rod Serling. What's this, the Twilight Zone? Where is everybody? I would have been headed for the Twilight Zone. Twilight Zone. If I go any lower, I'll be in the Twilight Zone. All right. Oh, but Jethro's right at home in the Twilight Zone. I'm in the Twilight Zone. Now, having made this little jaunt into the Twilight Zone, I got a feeling something strange is about to happen. Hi, this is Ann Serling, and you're listening to the Tom Sumner Program. Welcome to this presentation of the Comedy Spotlight on the Tom Sumner Program. There's a book written called Psychological Studies of Famous Americans, and it examines from a psychological viewpoint uh, Robert E. Lee and Ulysses S. Grant and uh, Walt Whitman, people like this, and tries to explain in terms of psychology why these people acted the way they did, that they really did not act from, uh, from valor or anything else, that there were deep psychological problems these people had, and that's why they reacted the way they did. One person they skipped that I thought would be a great subject for analysis, if they had analysis when he was around, was uh, Ben Franklin. I think he... I think this man is ripe for analysis. So this is uh, Ben's analyst, and he's in a typical analyst's office. He has a, a, a desk and a chair and a couch and an intercom. Yeah, uh, who, who, uh, who is it, Murray? Ben, ben Franklin. Um, can, I, uh, can I duck him, Murray? He's, he's standing right there in the office. He's, he's dripping all over the rugs. <laughs> all right, all right, all right, send him in, Mary. Uh, uh, Mary, how, how's he doing on his account? Uh, th- three months behind, huh? Yeah, he's, he's thrifty, all right, Mary. He's... All right, send him in, send him in. Well, hi, hi there, Ben. How are you today? Good. Ben, you want to you lie down on the couch there? Uh, ben, you want to put some papers down on the couch so <laughs> don't uh, don't get the couch all wet. Well, I'd, I'd say from the looks of our clothes, we've been uh, flying the kite again in the rainstorm, right, Ben? <laughs> okay, Ben. Um, we copied down our dreams, did we? Mm-hmm. You, you didn't have to. It's the same one. You're, you're walking down the street, and you, you find a half dollar, and your face is on it. <laughs> that's, that's pretty sick, Ben, you know that? <laughs> Washington has the same dream. Only he sees his face on paper. Huh? Do you want to? You want to give George my number, uh, Ben? <laughs> okay, Ben. Let's let's see if we can't get to the bottom of this kite fixation thing. Um, the uh, the lightning knocked you down again, uh, did it, Ben? <laughs> you're you're not surprised by that, though, are you? I mean, you you expect it to knock you down, don't you? <laughs> you know, Ben. Uh, you being a founding father and all, you know, it, uh, it doesn't exactly inspire confidence in people to see a, you know, a grown man flying a kite, you know. <laughs> it's 
too bad it, it, it isn't something a little more private. You know, you could, you could do in the privacy of your own room, like uh, spinning a top, you know, <laughs> some, something like that. You ever, ever thought of spinning a top, Ben? Would, wouldn't knock you down. Hmm? <laughs> that's, that's important to you, is it, Ben? The, hmm? Okay, let, let me see if I have the picture now, Ben. Uh, <clears throat> you're flying your kite, all right, Ben? And you're letting out the string. Everything's the same as usual. There's, there's something different this time. You, you use strips of cloth for the tail. Red, white, and blue strips of cloth. <laughs> where'd, uh, where'd you get the red, white, and blue strips of cloth, Ben? From, from Betsy Ross. <laughs> she, she's got plenty of it. She, she's up to wearing it, Ben? <laughs> now, uh, Be uh, Betsy gave you the cloth, did she, Ben? You, you took the cloth. A, a penny saved is a penny earned. <laughs> why, uh, why didn't you ask uh, Betsy for the cloth, Ben? She thinks you're a sissy because you wear bows on your shoes. <laughs> and, and she chased you down the street yelling, you're not thrifty, you're cheap. <laughs> she, uh, she could have something there, Ben. Not, nothing, nothing, Ben. Mm -hmm. why, uh, why didn't you uh, pay Betsy uh, for, for the cloth, Ben? Keep what is dear to you if, if you would prosper. Ben, I, I think we can get a lot more done if, if you drop the little homilies after, after each, uh, each statement. Ben, we don't seem to be getting anywhere with, with a kite thing. Uh, let's switch to something else. How, how are the inventions uh, coming along, Ben? You, you got lucky this morning. You, you don't have to wear your bifocals anymore. The, the lightning fused your glasses to your eyeballs. <laughs> what, uh, what are you going to call them, Ben? Con contact lenses. <laughs> ben, I, I, uh, I sure would like to be more optimistic about your condition, but... Um, <laughs> Afraid I'm going to have to recommend a shock treatment, Ben. Uh, I, don't, I don't like to do it because there are always uh, undesirable side effects. Well, what, what we do, Ben, is uh, we stick you inside the Liberty Bell and, uh, and we, <coughs> we uh, ring it a couple times, you know. Well, uh, the problem is you, you, you quiver for about two or three years, you see. Ben, I'm afraid our time is almost up. We'll see you uh, next, next Thursday, then. Right. Goodbye, Ben. You get him, Mary? He ran, ran out already, huh? <laughs> This was another comedy spotlight on the Tom Sumner program.
Passion Radio For a new generation Tom Sumner Program.com Tom Sumner Program.com The Tom Sumner Program.com From the Tom Sumner Show Oh yeah Hey, that wraps it up for today's edition of the Tom Sumner program which happened to be Friday the 13th and I always say that uh, I'm I'm kind of lucky on Friday the 13th I hope you are too and and that uh, showed itself during my conversation this past hour with musician and artist Brett Newski we were talking about his uh, his new book it's hard to be a person and uh, the companion uh, CD that goes along with it and Completely unbeknownst to me, it turns out that Brett and his band will be uh, performing at Blackstone's here in Flint on the 20th. So if you uh, get a chance, get out and uh, and stop in and see him and uh, tell him uh, you heard him on the Tom Sumner program. Before that, we uh, talked with uh, Dr. James Thomas from the Northwest University Feinberg School of Medicine about artificial intelligence and the diagnosis and treatment of cardiac conditions. We talked about the uh, multinational military exercise Cobra Gold with Shalene Gala from PETA. And we started out this morning with... Um, Social historian, political activist, and uh, Michigan-based writer Owen Symes talking about his first book. He was our man in Washington, um, talking about the uh, a history of the Obama years. So anyway, that wraps it up uh, for today and for the week. It is uh, Friday the 13th. I wish you all good luck throughout the rest of the day and the weekend. I'll be back here Monday morning at 9 o'clock with another edition of the Tom Sumner Program. And uh, that's Smoking George tickling the ivories. Let me know it's time to head on down the hall to the living room. But again, I will be back. I'll see you Monday. Have a great weekend, everybody. And in the meantime, good night, all. program is a live variety show we want to acknowledge all of our guests who play such an important role in the show and our cavalcade of cohorts from coast to coast for their regular contributions most of the musical accompaniment was provided by people in or from the flint area Many of the pre-recorded portions of the Tom Sumner program are made possible by Flint's own Steve McComb and Pencil Sketch Recording in Nashville, Tennessee. If you have comments, questions or suggestions about the show, find us on Facebook. This is Prue Clearwater. Join us next time for another edition of the Tom Sumner program. And thanks for listening.